Welcome to Bible Mysteries. What if there are secrets in the Bible the world doesn't want you to know? You're listening to episode 174, Dimensional Entities. Now here are your hosts, Scott and John. Hello and welcome once again to Bible Mysteries Podcast. I'm Scott Mitchell. And I'm John Potts, and this is the show that talks about things in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know. All right, we're going to dive in again, John. Good to see you. I appreciate that. Good to see you as well. Welcome back. What, what kind of mind-bending topic do you have for us today? Or am I jumping ahead? <laughs> we're going to bend some minds. Actually, today I think we are going to bend some minds because we're going to um, discuss something about terminology where I think the narrative is shifting from aliens to interdimensional beings. And we're going to look into that possibility and see what we find there. Okay. And it's going to bring up some very interesting stories that I uh, heard reported about the war in Vietnam. So we'll look into something about that. But I think before we dive in, I would like to go ahead and welcome once again our latest. We should say thank you to the folks that support the show. So we'll do that. Let me do that real quick. Yeah. So this episode is brought to us by our um, new subscribers, what we call Seekers. And they are David H, Mary C, John E, L G, or G, and Christina H, all of which came to join us in September of 2023. Thank you all very much. Yes, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. I'm, I'm not sure if that's pronounced G or G. It looks like a G to me. Well, we got a double call out. From yeah. me, and now you got a triple call out from you. So okay. LG. Now we're giving all this attention to LG. Well, thank you all of you for yeah. for supporting Bible Mysteries podcast. And one of the things that you're doing when you subscribe is not only gaining access to the bonus content, but you're helping us reach more people. And we decided to start sharing with you some of the testimonials mm-hmm. testimonials we've been getting, uh, and to let you know that this is what your support is is producing. Okay. Uh, and this one is from. L. Gee, who wrote us. So now that we... You know, L. Gee's get, gets a major yeah. call out during this episode. He should. I'm not sure it's the same one or not. We're going to assume that it is. But he yeah. says, hello, I really enjoyed the podcast. I'm a Seeker member, so maybe that's true. Okay. Uh, the show helps me read and study scripture in a deeper way. God bless you all, and thank you for your ministry. Wow. So thank you for those kind words. And uh, that just helps me realize that um, we're reaching people. Uh-huh. And one other, and this one comes from Chris A. And he says, hello, Brother Scott. I love your content. It has really helped me to further understand the Bible. Your show really is a godsend. Awesome. So folks, when you support Bible Mysteries Podcast, you're helping to reach some people that are telling us this is a blessing in their lives. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say this, um, and I'm going to speak for Scott on this because... He does a lot of work and a lot of research and a lot of, I mean, looking up all these verses, I just get them sent to me, right? I just get the (laughs) notes sent to me. They're already done. And then I read through them and things like that. But Scott's putting together all this work. 
it's great to get positive feedback from oh, people yeah. knowing that you're impacting people's lives and that you're making a difference. And it's kind of like a driving force, right? Like an athlete would go to the gym to yeah. work out so that they can get better at their game. It's kind of, and I'm speaking for you, obviously, but when you get that positive feedback from people that say, hey, man, you're, you changed my life or you're impacting my life. And then you know that they're paying it forward once they get impacted that way. Yeah. Kind of makes it worth, you know. Not watching movies all night and spending time in the Word and doing the research that you're doing. You know? it, it really, it really is. And you know, I I know sometimes people do cancel subscriptions, uh, not just us, but anywhere. Yeah. And and oftentimes it's because their financial situation has suddenly taken a turn. Yep. And um, but you know, for a lot of us, you know, seven bucks a month—that's one Starbucks coffee. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, that you could cut out if that's if that's where you're struggling, you know, uh, and we're not I'm not trying to con anybody into subscribing. I only want you to subscribe if you're led to do so. But uh, when you think about the impact that seven dollars can have uh, mm-hmm. on, um, you know, allowing us to continue to improve so we can reach more people and then we get feedback like this. It's not just affirming to me and encouraging to me as you're talking about, mm-hmm. and also knowing that people are praying for us who they also yeah, reported as well, but it's, it's helping me know that it's bearing fruit, mm-hmm. you know, that we're not just doing this so people can listen to what something I have to say, uh, because that's not it at all. It's not why yeah. I'm here. I'm here because I believe this message is important and clearly we're seeing signs that it's reaching the right people. Yep. And, so, and if you're not subscribing or if you're not a seeker yet, we hope you will be. And if you're just a listener, please forward the message on to friends yeah. and family and people that you think it could help them out. Because yeah. that's how we're going to grow the viewership and reach more people as well. It's not all monetary. It's about reaching people right. so that they hear the message. I've always looked at money as a tool. You yeah. know, Paul said the love of money is the root of all evil. So mm-hmm. those that desire to be rich, they can fall into many traps and snares. But money is to be used. I mean, even Christ used money. Uh, mm-hmm. For for certain purposes, and and clearly um, under the Levitical laws, the reason why people gave tithes is because that was the living of the priests. Yeah, you know they yeah. didn't have lands to farm, so they received tithes of grain or animals or whatever, and that was their living to feed their family. So we, um, for whatever. It matters for anybody that wants to know. This is not my full time job. You know, yeah. I, I work a full time job. My wife, who does all the legwork on this show and does mm-hmm. the production and promotion, uh, she works a full time job. So this is our part time, if you will, job. Um, we we take very little money for this, uh, just for our time that we spend in it. Uh, it's it's a pittance if you looked at it. And, and I mean, nonprofit ministries are public records, so anybody can look up our yeah. tax tax filings and things like that. But the the point is we don't do this to make money. The money is uh, reinvested back into the ministry, and by law it has to be. You know, we can't just sit here mm-hmm. and go to Maui and drink Mai Tais on the beach. You know, that's not happening. Well, your uh, content wouldn't be very good if you did that. Yeah, it's, that's true. <laughs> well, maybe we should do a, a, a location. Can you, <laughs> we should go to Maui. <laughs> but under under the current budget, it would be probably like New Braunfels. <laughs> exactly. Or maybe Seguin, you know, <laughs> the current budget. So anyway, that's all to tell you that we appreciate every penny that comes in from you because we know it's not easy for people to sometimes make sacrifices to get yeah. this content. But you're bearing fruit, and we, uh, I think the Lord is seeing it, you know, yeah. making it happen. All right, John, um, today we're going to talk about 
dimensional entities, and I put question mark there, you know. Okay. Uh, are they dimensional entities? That seems to be where the, the focus is being shifted, and I'll tell you why I say that. I think it's my opinion that the narrative around UFOs and aliens is beginning to turn from the word extraterrestrial to interdimensional beings or even time travelers. Okay. I think some of this is because of the revelation that came out in the uh, testimony before Congress of the men that appeared, and David Grush yeah. was yeah. one of them. And he was uh, asked point blank about did the government or certain factions of the government possess these bodies? Uh, they, oh, they crashed. Yeah, crashed uh, um, vehicles yeah. and yeah. bodies. And he referred to them as non-human biologics. Yeah. And so from there, uh, he has not said uh, in that meeting, but in other interviews and things like that, he's, he's uh, uh, indicating that these are interdimensional non-human biologics. Okay. And that, to me, is essentially a way of saying spiritual beings, so spirit beings. Let me understand this then a little bit, or maybe you can explain it. So you have extraterrestrial, which would be not of this earth, right? That the term, is that what definition of extraterrestrial would it be? Right. So okay. terra, terrestrial, earth, extra, extra outside. Okay, above, outside of the above. earth, right? Above us or in space is the best terminology we have. Yeah. But when you say interdimensional, that means they're existing on another dimensional plane in the same space as us. So they're here. They're just in a different dimension. Is that correct? That that would be my understanding. And we're going to explore a little bit about what the meaning of a dimension is because you get into physics, and I'm not a Which scientist. I'm terrible at. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay. So we're going to explore whether or not the spirit realm, which is what I would argue this these entities are. From okay. the spirit realm, whether or not they exist in another dimension or parallel universe, if you will, yeah, or are they really just coexisting in our own reality, but we simply can't see them. And an analogy would be like everything under the ocean; they exist okay. in the same laws of physics. The 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 animals under the sea, okay, different varieties. You know, whales breathe air; they're mammals. Fish, you know, water. Mm -hmm. They get their oxygen through the water. Um, but they all exist in another realm, if you will. Yeah. We can't exist down there unless we have special equipment. Technology allows us to scuba dive or take yeah, submarines yeah. or submersible vehicles and go observe the surface of the, uh, of the floor of the ocean or whatever. But that's not our realm. God didn't create us to breathe underwater. Yeah. So I would argue that maybe it's another realm the spiritual realm, and it's adjacent to ours. We just can't see it. And it may okay. not be another dimension. Because if we get into dimensions, <clears throat> we're talking about, um, and and string theory physicists are, are advocating the idea of multiple dimensions. Okay. Yeah. And so you think of dimensions as length, width, and maybe depth. Yeah. yeah. And we live in a three- dimensional world from spatial physics and then the fourth dimension i believe it's agreed that it's time okay and so that's a temporal dimension not a spatial dimension mm -hmm. okay so they're arguing there's other spatial dimensions uh whether or not that's true is above my pay grade i don't know 
Yeah. But I'm looking for evidence in the Bible yeah. of other dimensions. And I'm going to make the argument that there's not necessarily other spatial dimensions. I'm not saying they can't exist. You know, I'm not precluding the possibility they exist. Okay. I'm just saying that the Bible doesn't give us any explanation about them. But it seems to imply that they're in our dimension spatially, but another realm that we simply can't see. And then we're getting into spectrums okay. of frequency, of light, of sound. Yeah. And maybe we're limited in the spectrum of light that we can see. And there's going to be some evidence of this in uh, based upon a story we're going to talk about that occurred in the Vietnam War. Okay. And then we'll tie that back to Scripture. And then sounds, because you're <laughs> going to talk about the spectrum of things you can see, but then also sound, because if these things are <laughs> coexisting with us in another dimension. Yeah. I'm terrible at this, by the way. So that's going to be a hard one for me to understand all mm -hmm. this stuff. Then there's also sounds that we can't hear that maybe they are making to go along with the the things that we can or cannot see. There's sounds that maybe they're making that we can or cannot hear. I don't know. I would agree with that. I, I think you're onto the the for example, a dog whistle. Yeah. The dog supposedly can hear higher frequencies than human beings can. So you can blow a whistle and there's nothing that comes out, but the dogs. Mm -hmm. ears perk yeah. up. Um, and so th th those are perhaps mundane examples. But how do you understand the realm of, you know, we know there's ultraviolet, we know there's infrared, we know there's visual spectrums and frequencies that we can't hear, can't see. Um, so could these beings operate in those frequencies? And is there a tie to the reason why they there seems to be an initiative to change frequencies out there? Have you read on that? I, I'm thinking that the technology they possess allows them to come into our visual spectrum, if you will. Yeah. And uh, and then it might be explaining why, for example, footage, video footage is so grainy often and, and like Bigfoots and blurry creatures, you know. Yeah. Why yeah. is it always so blurry? Well, maybe because of the frequency manipulation of oh, these beings. Oh, wow. Yeah. You know, and, and that could have something to do with it. And then special... Equipment such as radar in a pilot pilot's aircraft, yeah. uh, locking onto these tic tac shaped objects, uh, maybe that's because they're trained to a frequency that allows them to see hmm. some that's things. Yeah, so we're going to dive into that, and we're going to start in Ephesians six twelve because, as you know, John, we repeat this over and over and over again, mm -hmm. but it's it's always important to remind our listeners that. Our battle is not physical. Yeah. Uh, so already there's something spiritual going on that Paul says in Ephesians 6.12, For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So maybe we need to reconsider the thought of high places, because certainly we could say mountains, and they yeah. did worship devils on mountains, and that might be where some yeah. of the angels came down and things like that. Uh, but it, I don't think it's limited to mountaintops. I think high places mm -hmm. could be a reference to a religious realm, if you will, a spiritual realm. Hmm. Okay. Paul also wrote these words in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Uh, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, and whom the God of this world, and it's a little g, you notice. Yeah. And that's a reference to the devil. And whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. Obviously, Satan is the adversary, and he's called the God of this world. But to me, 
if he's the God of this world, that's evidence that he's concentrated on this planet. Yes. He's limited to this world. Okay. If there are billions and billions, as Carl Sagan would say, yeah, yeah. of planets out there that could support life, why not go bother them? If they're inhabited by intelligent, sentient beings like humans or more advanced than us. So he's either limited to the earth, mm -hmm. is what your point is. Yeah. Or the earth is so special that he's like, I want this. Yeah. Which would incur that he has a, a choice. It of does. Of going to other planets, right? And, and or, or if he did, them. why does he have no interest in them? And yeah. maybe it's because they don't exist. Because there's not other dimensions. And he's not the god. He's not the god of other dimensions. He's not yeah. the the god of Asgard. So it's whatever. almost like he's been assigned this world, mm -hmm. and maybe this was pre becoming him Satan, right? Pre fall, maybe he was the god. I absolutely he was believe he was. Yeah, he was the angelic being that was assigned. He was the most beautiful. He right? was called the king of Tyrus. Tyrus yes. is a nation on the earth. Yeah, so that existed before man. So if he is, and, and maybe all angelic beings are assigned to different planets, because like you said, there could be billions of them out there that we don't know about, right? If they're assigned to different planets, and this is the one that Satan was assigned to pre-fall, then after the fall, that would explain why if God said, okay, well, I'm going to make a new being out of the dust of the earth, right? Mm -hmm. Which is almost like an I hate to say use the word insult, but it's kind of like throwing it back in his face. Look sure. how beautiful you are. I can just make them out of mud. Exactly. We talked and about that. I make that. them to look at like, they're not going to look like you. They're going to look like me. So now they're made in the image of God. That makes him even angrier sure. and hate us that much more. Right. Well, the whole, I agree with all that. And the whole point of this, the phrase focusing on the term, the God of this world is he's the God of this world. Yeah. If he's an, uh, interdimensional being, doesn't he have access to millions of worlds? What would yeah. it matter? Why would he be concerned with these three dimensions? So, so limiting. If we're such, you know, down on the totem pole of the mm -hmm. astral realm, if you want to call it that, or whether, why why does he want this world? There's something special about it. Hmm. Okay. Something unique about it. Something he covets. And he's tied to it. So I'm thinking he's a part of this world. He's limited to the physics of this world, of yeah. this universe, of okay. this dimension. That's that's my whole point. And then in John chapter 12, we read another interesting thing. Uh, Jesus uses a similar term. It says, Father, glorify thy name. Then came there a voice from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Now, right there, there's the voice of God um, hearing this voice. So we talk about frequencies of sound. Okay, And it says, the people, therefore, that stood by and heard it said that it thundered. Others said an angel spake to him. So it's like he was there all along, not in another dimension, but in the spiritual realm, if you will. I don't know if there's any distinction between those two, but I think there is. Okay. And then the voice of God spoke from heaven, the Father, when he said, I both glorified it and will glorify it again. And the sound was heard by human beings as if a portal was opened to allow the spiritual realm to interact with our three dimensions. Because okay. they're there, they're part of it, but they're blocked off, as it were, almost like a wall. Yeah. yeah. And then um, Jesus answered and said, This voice came not because of me, but for your sakes. Now is the judgment of this world. Now shall the prince of this world be cast out. 
and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, will draw all men unto me. So it's a, a foreshadowing of the mm. gospel. But Jesus called the devil the prince of this world. There's no indication in the scripture that he seeks another planet or universe to rule, but he wants to rule this world. So when we talk about we wrestle not flesh and blood, but principalities and powers, Satan is the prince of this world. He's the god of this world. He wants to reign over this world. Yeah. So he has a vested interest in this world, not in other dimensions. Do you think there's any significance to the word prince as opposed to king? Prince is like a step below. I think it's a reference to... Um, his position that he had in the in the original mm-hmm. uh, non-rebellion form of the cherub, the prince. He's called a king of Tyre, so he's a king in a sense yeah, yeah. on the planet. But the prince of this world is, is like referring to him as an angel. Angels are called princes and yeah. principalities. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, in Ephesians chapter 2, Paul wrote these words in verse 1. He says, And you hath he quickened, which means made alive who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein, wherein in time past you walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience. So there's something called the course of this world, and here Satan is called the prince of the power of the air. Mm-hmm. It could be a different prince, but I suspect it's Satan. And whether it's him or other angels that are fallen, Satan and his angels direct the course of this world. Okay. So their interaction is with this world. There are no other worlds mentioned over which they have influence. The mm-hmm. Bible only refers to them as the God, Prince, princes of the air. Yeah. And you think about the air, the power of the air, the prince of the power of the air. What power do they have in the air? And we think about air like air waves. Again, yeah. frequencies, yeah. spectrum of light, however. you know, They may not have so much power that they can alter our ability to see them, but they have power over it to influence us. And I think of like media control, airwaves. Yeah. I think of technology they may possess that allows them to manipulate the spectrum to be seen and to disappear. Okay. You know, uh, there's something about all that that you goes think, deeper than we you can think understand. it has anything to do with weather? It could. Why not? Harp. You know, yeah. uh, and and the army, uh, there's something sinister about I mean, if that. If you think if you can control the atmosphere, right, and wind currents and where certain levels of moisture move and what geographical features they hit, I mean, think of like fog when it hits mountains. What what happens? It rolls up, boom, yeah. it comes down as rain, right? So if you could cre- if you could influence uh, the power that's in the air and move things around, I mean, essentially you could. That's climate change almost, right? Yeah. I don't know. There's I think they have some thought. limited control of it. Yeah. And I think they're giving humanity the technology to do it, which would be dark ops, you know, government things. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe they are producing wow. storms. Because Job was attacked by uh, the fire that came down from heaven, and that was Satan allowing him. Giving power to human beings over the power of the air, oh, that throws a whole new monkey wrench into the climate change thing right there. Yeah. Right. Well, you just think of the atomic bomb and nuclear weapons. The power to incinerate the planet yeah. would alter the weather dramatically, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, whenever we talk a lot about UFOs appearing, uh, they, they seem to have the ability to disarm nuclear yeah. weapons. Yeah. So maybe they are preventing us from destroying ourselves. And it could very well be that it's God's angels doing this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Because uh, I don't I think the devil would be happy if we all incinerated ourselves. 
Yeah, but he doesn't want us ruining his awesome planet, right? Yeah. If he's the god of this world. And he, he wants someone he, to worship him. He wants somebody to worship him. He doesn't need all these people, right? You don't need 8 billion useless eaters, right? <laughs> Isn't it like 500 million for the Georgia the, You only need that, right? Yeah. To, those That's all you need to, to manage what you got to manage if you're going to be the king of the world, right? Right. Interesting. Very. Where these people get their thoughts from. <laughs> no. They are people, according to your last episode. <laughs> Reptilians. <laughs> They're real. You know, the lizard people. Yeah. You know, it's funny. People on the left think people on the right are lizard people and vice versa. Oh, yeah. But okay. what if what if it's both? Sure. And, and what if they're the ones that you think are the best or are representing your best interest in oh, Congress yeah. or Parliament yeah. or whatever, you know? Well, back to the Bible then. Okay. I think there's some evidence that tells us that maybe what we're looking at is not interdimensional, but a spectrum realm, a realm that we can't see. And, and we'll even get into where Eve was speaking to the serpent and okay. evidently uh, could see him. You know, and if it was that same individual, Lucifer, the cherub, mm-hmm. a reptile like, you know, reptilian, then when sin entered into the human condition, God probably prevented us from seeing them because if we could see them, if we could see the spirit realm, maybe we would go insane. Hi, if you're enjoying this podcast, please consider being a full-time subscriber. We are going to use these funds to expand the message and get the word out about what's in the Bible that the world doesn't want you to know about. That's right, John. We appreciate you listening, but we'd love it if you'd subscribe. That way we can reach more people with the time we have left. So enjoy the rest of the podcast, but think about subscribing if the Lord puts it on your heart. To subscribe, just go to BibleMysteries.Supercast.com. Thanks. Yeah. With fear. When angels appeared to men, they often passed out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so go to Second Kings chapter 6, because okay. here is a prophet named Elisha, or Elisha, if you want to say it that way. And he keeps uh, telling the king of Israel uh, where the king of Syria is going to attack, and they keep losing these battles. Keeps telling them the plans, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay. So the king of um, Syria is like, what the heck? Why can't we defeat the smaller army? We're we're we've conquered greater nations than these. And his advisors are saying because they have this prophet named Elisha or Elisha that tells them what the king's going to do. And he okay. says, "Well, go get me Elisha," and they keep sending men to him uh, to to capture him and destroy him. And so at some point, Elisha walks out, and the entire Syrian army is surrounding him and his servants. Okay. So we pick up in verse... Excuse me, I keep hitting my microphone. So we pick up in 2 Kings 6, verse 15. And when the servant of the man of God, Elisha, was risen early and gone forth, behold, an host, which is an army, mm-hmm. compassed the city, surrounded the city, both with horses and chariots. Can you imagine walking out and seeing the army with all their tanks pointed at you, you know, in your neighborhood. Kind of intimidating. A little bit. And a servant said unto him, to Elisha the prophet, Alas, my master, how shall we do? And he answered, Fear not, for they that be with us are more than they that be with them. And he didn't see any, there's none. He didn't see any armies of Israel or anybody else. He just sees Syria. So Elisha prayed and said, Lord, I pray thee, now watch this, Open his eyes mm-hmm. that he may see. And the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain 
was full of horses and chariots of fire round about Elisha. And when they came down to him, Elisha prayed unto the Lord and said, Smite this people, I pray thee, with blindness. And he smote them with blindness, according to the word of Elisha. And what he did was he smote the blindness of the Syrian army. Hmm. Now, isn't that interesting? The army was there the whole time, but the man couldn't see it. Yeah. And he prays, not, not uh, bring us into another dimension or bring us to the realm. He says, open his eyes that he may see. It's also very interesting that Elisha just nonchalantly is like, well, they're all kind of right here. So he's walking around seeing them the whole time anyway. Yeah, he's not even worried about it. Yeah. So clearly God gave him the ability to see into the spiritual realm. Mm -hmm. I'm not so sure he left the dimension he was in. He didn't. He was right there. And when he opened the eyes of the servant, all he did was he uh, changed his visual ability to see a, another spectrum mm -hmm. of the spiritual realm. And when he did, he saw the chariots of fire, which I believe would be their technology. So then their back vehicles. to my point of they're, they're here with us. It's just we can't see them. There's like a veil or something. And I think it's a veil of we can't see it because if we could, man, can you imagine? Yeah, uh, yeah, break your brain. Right. And so the servant's eyes were open to see that all these angels were surrounding them. There they were with them in this spatial dimension, uh -huh. but in a spectrum that was not visible until the Lord opened his eyes. Hmm. I don't think he transferred him to another dimension or an alternate plane of reality or something. Uh, in the book of Daniel, it appears, and I mentioned this earlier, but it appears when angels or entities from the spiritual realm manifest to a human being, they don't have the ability to stand before them. Uh, and abductees uh, experience this when they're paralyzed and taken by oh, the, you're saying the human being doesn't yeah, have the ability to stand. They don't. Uh, and, and even a godly angel and a godly man like Daniel experiences a similar thing. Yeah. So in Daniel chapter 10, verse 5, Daniel writes, Then I lifted up mine eyes and looked, and behold, a certain man clothed in linen, whose loins were girded with fine gold of Euphaz. His body also was like the barrel, and his face as the appearance of lightning, and his eyes as lamps of fire, and his arms and his feet like in color to polished brass, and the voice of his words like the voice of a multitude, almost like thunder. Yeah. You know, like like Jesus said when he heard the voice come from heaven. So there's the what an angel really looks like. You know, yeah. there's a description of what an angel could look like. And I, Daniel, alone saw the vision, for the men that were with me saw not the vision, but a great quaking fell upon them so that they fled to hide themselves. So when this thing appeared, they were terrified, and they were able to run away. But they couldn't see him. They, they didn't see the vision. They just knew something was going on. Yeah. So they were afraid. And then he says, therefore, I was left alone and saw this great vision. And there remained no strength in me, for my comeliness was turned in me into corruption, and I retained no strength. In other words, he was mm. he couldn't couldn't stand. Yeah, it's like he passed out. Yet I heard uh, heard I the voice of his words, and when I heard the voice of his words, then I was in a deep sleep on my face, and my face toward the ground. So I think that paralysis is what takes place. Yeah. you know, if we could see the entities again, we would probably pass out. Hmm. When Jesus talks about in the latter days, men's hearts are going to fail them for fear of seeing what's going on on the earth. All these angels are going to be manifesting themselves. 
Um, so there's something to that. And what's interesting, in the same chapter, in verse 12, when the angel speaks to him, Then said he unto me, Fear not, Daniel, for from the first day that thou didst set thine heart to understand and to chasten thyself before thy God, thy words were heard, and I am come for thy words. But the prince of the kingdom of Persia withstood me one and twenty days. In other words, I was coming. Twenty-one days ago, we heard your prayer. I was coming to give you an answer, but there was a prince, an angel. Yeah. A bad one, a fallen angel yeah. that withstood me one in 20 days. But lo, Michael, one of the chief princes, came to help me. And I remained there with the kings of Persia. Now I am come to make thee understand what shall befall thy people in the latter days, for the yet the vision is for many days. So an entity, a fallen angel entity, mm-hmm. tried to prevent this angel of God from coming to speak to Daniel. It delayed him three weeks. Again, I'm starting to see there's not a dimensional thing going on here. They're battling in our realm, in yeah. our laws of physics, but in a realm we can't see. Yeah. He's called the Prince of Persia, again, tying him to the earth, mm-hmm. whoever this fallen angel was. So why be titled after an earthly kingdom if they're from another dimension? Yeah. It seems to me there's something else going on. So what is a dimension anyway? Okay. You know, could there be a fourth or fifth or sixth spatial dimension beyond height? width, and depth. Yeah, We currently can't perceive or measure anything beyond the dimensions of length, width, and height, uh, or depth, if you want. We live in a four-dimensional universe mm-hmm. defined by three spatial dimensions and one time dimension. So theoretical physicists who research string theory, also known as superstring theory, go beyond the standard three dimensions. So they have proposed higher dimensions that may help us understand how the universe works. But I don't know if that's it's a real thing or not. Um, and I'm going to refer to something because I found a video okay. on YouTube. And it's literally titled, Demonic Entities Seen in Vietnam Through Red Night Vision Goggles. And I'll post a link in the show notes okay. if anybody wants to go watch it. And I watched this. So can I give a, a real brief description of it? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I watched this video that you sent, and, and I'm going to try to give you the real cliff notes so we stay on time here. Okay. But essentially, the government, who was working with uh, night vision goggle technology, came up with a new night vision goggle technology that was no longer you couldn't see, you weren't seeing in green, you were seeing in red. Actually, that's close. Okay. It was when night vision goggles were first introduced. Okay. And okay. they only used the red light spectrum oh, at the okay. time. So it was ba- I said it backwards. And, and they changed it later okay. to green. But what they were seeing as a result of this spectrum or that red was these helicopter pilots were flying and they weren't letting the helicopter pilots wear the night vision goggles, but they were letting the guys who were called the side gunners hanging out of the helicopters wear the, the night vision. And they were seeing stuff flying around them yeah. that they started just randomly shooting at because it was freaking them out, essentially, yes. the stuff that they were seeing. Uh, and then they found out that these goggles were essentially bringing down the veil, I guess, for lack of better terms, right? And they could yeah. see these interdimensional <laughs> beings flying around them. And because it was Vietnam and there was such horrific stuff happening, right? there was probably <laughs> a high concentration of demonic beings in that area, probably controlling a lot of what was going on. So anyway, that's probably to, Probably involved I, in every battlefield. I was trying to give a little synopsis of, of folks. Go watch this video. <laughs> yeah. It's about 15 minutes long. 
I yeah. think. And, and it's not bad. Yeah. It's short. And and incidentally, the man speaking in this particular video is the son of one of the commanding officers of that helicopter. Yeah. One of the helicopters. And um, and uh, you made you mentioned of this, but um, when you said the the pilots weren't supposed to wear these goggles, yeah. only the gunners. Also, the commanding officers were told because it was a select group of people that were given the night vision goggles for testing. Mm-hmm. And they were they were given the instructions. The commanding officers were not to wear them and the pilots were not to wear them. Yeah. Now, why tell them that? Because they knew what they were yeah, going to see. Yeah. They well, knew the, what the, these guys the, were It would have freaked out the pilot so much they probably would have crashed, crashed the helicopter. Right. Mm-hmm. The commanding officers, they knew what they were getting themselves into, right? So they didn't want those guys. Well, they lot- probably didn't want them to know what they were getting into. Maybe so. Because uh, the commanding uh, officer that that of the one craft where the gunner started shooting mm-hmm. wildly into the air, he went to read him the riot act and was, you know, stand down, you know, went to, to, to yeah. talk to him. And when the guy told him what he was seeing, which you just described, mm-hmm. he's first thinking he's on heroin or something. He's yeah. checking him yeah. for drugs. He doesn't show those symptoms. And so when he puts the goggles on himself, the CO, he sees them too. Mm-hmm. Gargoyle like winged demons. Yeah. And it, they say that some of these guys <laughs> that saw this stuff, took them months to get over it. it. It was that terrifying. It was worse than PTSD. Yeah. Yeah. So is it possible hmm. that there's not another dimension, but rather the spiritual realm is here all around us? It just can't be seen due to this frequency spectrum humans are confined to. And maybe with good reason. If we could see the spirit realm, wouldn't we just go mad with fright? Which is kind of scary to think about that you're sitting in your house and they're sitting around you. Yeah. But they are. You know, if we've got, you know, there's a song from Amy Grant years back called Angels Watching Over Me. It kind of became a famous Christian Uh song. And it was sort of comforting to think about my guardian angels. Angels watching over me everywhere I go. You know, and and yet, at the same time, aren't there angels oppressing us? Absolutely. The fiery darts of the wicked. Paul even said there was a messenger from Satan sent to buffet him. Mm-hmm. That he prayed mm-hmm. three times the Lord would remove. Well, it's a scary thought, but I, I think ultimately, originally, that's the way it was before the fall. If we go back to Genesis 3, John, when the serpent appeared to Eve, and we read this last time, talking about reptilians. Yeah. But if we if we go back to verse 1 again, now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, hath God said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. God has said, You shall not eat of it, neither shall you touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, Ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and you shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. So not only could Eve see and converse with the serpent, Mm -hmm. which we know is a spirit being, a spirit entity, a cherub, a dragon, and Satan. But she apparently could also see the gods that he said she could be like if she would eat this fruit, which would be other princes and principalities. So were our senses able to see the spirit realm before sin entered in? Is it possible that yeah. we could see that? They could also see God himself, yeah. couldn't they? Because he walked in the garden with them. Yes. And so the curse that came upon humanity as a result of the sin might have... You know, when when mm-hmm. God said, Cursed be the ground for thy sake, 
It's going to bear thorns and thistles, and you're yeah. going to have to earn your bread through the sweat of your brow. And I think, how is that for my sake? Well, maybe that cursing also prevents us from seeing this spiritual spectrum that if we could see, we'd, just, we'd be horrified. Yeah, and go insane, and and maybe it was for our sake that a change had to take place. And when we once we get those glorified bodies as Christians believing in Christ, when He takes us out of this world one day, we'll be able to comprehend it and not be fearful of it. But you, don't you think that they could people could still see the quote unquote little G gods after this event, after the fall? in the garden when they ate of the fruit, right? Because there was the gods in Egypt. Yeah. People could see them, right? Well, I think only specific people through uh, initiates of the higher Uh, order, prophets, priests, whatever, and also only when certain portals were opened up. Okay. So, which apparently they can, but they're probably limited by God in how much they can reveal or show or something like that. But the average person walking around on earth couldn't see the gods walking around Have you? them. No. We're as average as people can be, yeah. right? You know, I've not seen never either. seen a UFO. But then when we talk about people who have seen them and had experiences with them, why just a select few? You know, yeah. it would, it, per, part of it has to be because it's what God will allow. True. Okay. For yeah. for let's say if they're they're a believer, so if it leads to them coming to a knowledge of the truth, he's allowing them to see it in the same way he might allow a prophet like Daniel to mm-hmm. be visited by an angel, or it could be for non-believers. Uh, we've discussed generational curses and things sure. like that. Could yeah. Masonic orders or things like that, a witchcraft practice in the past, visiting the sins of the father to the children to the third and fourth generation. So, so permission was given. Yeah. And likewise, people that are very heavily involved in occult activity or satanic rituals or stuff like that, those are always the people that say, oh, yeah, they, I see a dark figure in the corner of my house. Yeah. It's not everybody else because I, thank God, I don't see this stuff in my house. Yeah. You know what I mean? But I don't <laughs> practice occult activity. But the people that are mixed up into that kind of stuff, they see demons some of those people walk around talking to themselves because they're seeing people that aren't that we're not seeing. Now I say people, uh, who knows what they're seeing? Well, right? then think about what possibility, what could possibly be opening these portals into the spiritual realm. Um, mm-hmm. So could it be like you know, you and I have had discussions about uh, young people uh, and even people that we know who we feel like are getting undue influenced by something mm-hmm. out there. Uh, it's manifested in their lifestyle choices. Yeah. Maybe transgenderism. Yep. It's manifested in things they do and say, uh, maybe things they create, uh, uh, whether it's music or art or stuff like that. Um, and then what about technology? Are portals being opened in the spiritual realm? Like, is that what CERN is trying to do? Yeah. You know, if we're talking about string theory and theoretical physicists and stuff like that, aren't they dabbling into the spiritual realm, calling it other dimensions? Mm -hmm. But in reality, aren't they really opening up portals? Yeah. And could that, could CERN be the thing that is the key to the bottomless pit? Hmm. Wow. You know, that's all thoughts that I think about. And so I I think we need to be, you know, you were talking about why would, if last um, episode, we brought up something about like movies, like V, and yeah. why would they reveal? Why are they showing what they're doing? Well, maybe that's ways to condition us. Maybe it's also ways to open portals. 
That's interesting thought. Yeah. Yeah. Movies, uh, um, media, all of that is Maybe way... Maybe to normalize it, too, so that you yeah. will engage in this kind of activity, right? Like Preparing us. There's so many shows right now, especially for young people. What's that show, Twilight? And there's anyways, yeah. there's all these shows. Right. Think about the shows when back in the '90s, the Marvel was, Universe. What was the one that was the three sisters, and they were all witches? Oh yeah, Alyssa Milano was in it, and Shannon Doherty. Yeah, I know the one you're talking lady, about. And they were three sisters that were witches. And what did these three girls do? Well, they fought off demons. Remember that? Right. White magic. It was white yeah. magic, right? But I, I guess I don't my, remember my, what the show guess, was called, but I know the one you're talking about. It may be called Witches Fraud, no. But anyway, yeah. it was called Enchanted. I can't remember. Whatever. Yeah. People know what we're talking about. Yeah. But I guess my point is, and things like Dungeons and Dragons. Very much so. The video games. So it, it's all this. The whole series of Stranger Things is based on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, I didn't know that. And did you know that's all yeah. about those, those mind control experiments that huh. were going on in that place up in wherever, Pennsylvania well, or something. I guess my point is if you with all the movies where they wanna it's not so much that they're showing their hand, maybe they're showing us or maybe they're just trying to normalize it so that we'll think, Well, I I can do this, right? I, I can be a wizard like I can in my character in Dungeons and Dragons, so that you'll go do that kind of stuff mm-hmm. innocently enough, right? Ouija boards used to be sold in like Kmart. It's a child's game. Yeah. And it so literally if, communicates if, with the familiar spirits. If you'll go do that stuff innocently enough, then all of a sudden, boom, you gave yeah. permission. You you made a covenant. And now you're starting to get all this stuff happen in your life because you opened the door. You know? Yeah. We live in this world of Western rationalism that science that has, has convinced people that there is no spiritual component to anything in the world. Yeah. And we ignore it to our peril. I think it's science in many ways is masquerading as science when in fact they may be interacting with the spiritual realm on purpose mm-hmm. and with the intent of bringing about this agenda that we're talking about. Uh, that goes all the way from CERN, possibly, to the deep underground military bases that are knowingly cooperating with yeah. spiritual entities. And so hence this term, in uh, non-human biologics from David Grush he won't come out and say it, but I will. They're devils. Yeah. They're demons. They're unclean spirits or familiar spirits and reptilian entities or whatever. And like L.A. Marzulli says, he thinks the greys are avatars of demons. You know, they're just suits, meat suits. Yeah. You know, uh, but there are entities that are fallen angelic creatures, and they um, they are the same ones that uh, were taking the daughters uh, of men to wife in Genesis six. And that the mm-hmm. Tower of Babel was built to reconnect with in Genesis 11. Hmm. I believe that tower was about opening a portal yeah. into the spiritual realm. Yeah, because so, they weren't going to build it into heaven. I mean, yeah. come on, that's crazy to think about. It, reaching up to heaven was really a, a, a euphemistic way of saying reaching yeah. into the spiritual realm. Yeah. I, hmm. I think. Anyway, that's my, that's my opinion on the matter. Well, that's a lot to unpack <laughs> right there. It is, but it helps us kind of make sense of the world. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think if we will always look at the world through the lens of Scripture, we're going to get closer to the truth than we are going to get from what we're being told. Yeah, and if you look at the world through the lens of Scripture, it's going to give you a lot of answers that maybe you're not getting. Churches are great, and you need to go to church every Sunday or twice a week, whatever, right? And you're going to yeah. get fed. And you're as long get as they're preaching the truth, we need You're going to get fed, and you're going to get yeah. fellowship and things like that, but... There's also a lot of stuff going on that we see that we go, what is going on here? And 
you know, you need to search it out in the scripture to see if you can find answers. Yeah. And I'll give you a little homework assignment for those of you that are listening. Hmm. Um, Ezekiel chapter 1 is one of the best chapters to describe um, a portal opening. Okay. uh, Where angelic creatures called cherubs uh, bring down the throne of God, almost like it's a mobile throne room in a sense. And you can read that and, and look at that. As far as I'm concerned, that's literally... Um, a portal opening where Ezekiel is allowed to see something about the Lord and his throne and these living creatures and the crafts, the wheels that they use to travel. And I suspect they have a similar thing. uh, The fallen angels, the evil angels have similar technology. Uh, Mm -hmm. So certainly not the the technology that God has at his throne room at his disposal, but they have some technology to to open portals. And uh, it's perhaps that was a similar thing that was used in that trail cam that was sent to L.A. Marzulli, which mm-hmm. you can watch if you go look up L.A.'s channel on YouTube. There's a trail cam video where it looks like a ball of a sphere is yeah. glowing, and then next thing you see an entity appear that looks like an elf, like almost yeah. like a Lord of the Rings-looking yeah. elf-like creature or Nordic yeah. um, entity. And it is uh, L.A.'s opinion and mine, too, that that entity wanted to be seen knew he was being recorded yeah. because if they're from the spiritual realm and they can control the spectrum, he, he could have masked, disguised himself and never appeared on that camera. Yeah. You know? So I think they, they are starting to reveal themselves, they're starting to be seen, and they're conditioning us for what's next. Wow. We're, we're, it says that men will be so afraid their hearts will fail them. Yeah, I think we're just going to start to... People are already trepidatious about what's going on. They're trying to make sense of the, what's going on in the world. And cognitive dissonance is not allowing a lot of Christians even to accept the reality of what's happening. It's the spiritual realm. Yeah. Yeah. So next week, Lord Will and John, we're going to get into time travel. Because wow. one of the things that they're also proposing, it besides interdimensional, is... It's us from the future coming back in these UFOs. And oh, so yeah. let's look into see is time travel possible. We're going to dive into that next time. Well, that sounds pretty interesting. Yeah. Well, thanks for being here. Yeah, thank you. We appreciate you, and we also appreciate you for tuning in and listening to us and sharing our message uh, of Bible mysteries. So thank you. Until next time, be sure to look up because our redemption draws near. Thank you for listening. If you like what you heard, please consider subscribing to our premium ad-free content at BibleMysteriesPodcast.com.